I like that idea. I like the idea of that. Yeah. So you, you always have to go with your ideas for. Because my ideas generally work better. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, let's start a podcast. That was your idea. I'm sure, like, the whole world was doing it, and we just, just kind oh, of like. Yes, yeah, so the whole world turned around and said, "Get us an arm out. Why don't you start a podcast?" I brought it to the table to this team, and it. I brought it to the bomb team. What you? You're going to disagree with that? Okay, look. If you want credit for it, have the credit for it. You know. If, if yeah, I, I, I'm going to have the credit for it because I did it. Okay, episode two. Episode two, here we go. <laughs> Always on the positive foot. Um, <laughs> speaking about positivity, how has um, Ramadan been going for you, mate? I know you've been really busy with that and uh, doing well from what I can tell. It's all right, man. It's, um, I'm, I'm, you know, the biggest thing is, is one, getting used to it. Two, it's, um, it's getting used to the sleep patterns. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously, because it kind of messes up your sleep pattern, um, yeah. you get used to that. Um, the rest, it's just—I'm not going to lie—I do struggle back at like late afternoon. I do feel quite lethargic. Um, my energy levels are down when it comes to work and productivity. You know, two, three, four o'clock onwards, I'm kind of like, yeah, definitely like ease off a bit, sort of thing. Um, so, but other than that, it's good. I mean. Have to say, it happens every year. The sun comes out. The weather's been nice. Um, so you know, back in like yesterday was quite nice. The day before, sort of thing. Obviously, I've got to applaud Boris. You know, <laughs> the master troller, yeah, the master troller for trolling Muslims. You know, um, my man opens up the restaurants to eat outside one day before fasting starts. I mean, bravo, <laughs> bravo. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> applaud the guy. You've got to love the bump in that. You've got to love the fact that he was just like, you know what, when should we open up? And then he turned around and probably asked, like, you know, one of his, one of his aides, when's Ramadan? <laughs> yeah, Preeti Patel. <laughs> Preeti Patel. <laughs> yeah, to Preeti Patel, you know. And, uh, but you know the other thing, right? There was a, he'd done an earlier troll year, which I think a lot of people probably didn't pick up. Maybe it was just me, just to be me. So the other troll I think he did was he opened up schools, right? Yeah. So you know, so what happens when schools open? You know, it's mainly it's mainly the moms, isn't it? Moms running around doing mom stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Shout out to all the independent parents and like and like dads and that that are running things. But yeah, it's mainly moms. Yeah. So when did he open schools up? Do you remember? I, I don't remember, you know. He opened yeah. schools back up on International Women's Day. A day, <laughs> a day where, you know, we would celebrate women being independent and, you know, away from the society's norms and all of that sort of stuff. And my man decides to put up schools on that day. And it was a shame because I think in the whole euphoria of International Women's Day, you just had a mixture of obviously people really, really chuffed and happy that schools were reopened and kids going back to school and all of that sort of stuff. So my man's on a trolling mission. He's just... Do you reckon he's doing it for the tweets though? Do you reckon he's doing it like, oh, watch this, I'm gonna do this, what this is gonna I'm gonna be trending on Twitter today. Check this out. I can see it happening. I don't know, but I don't know. Is uh, does he need to market himself? I mean, I suppose yeah, he's like he's, I think he's just trying to get himself a lad bible as much as he can on it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
It's um, but yeah, look. Other than that, it's all right. Fasting's all right. It's um, day five, day four, day five. It is, um, and it's, um, it's all right. It's getting there. I think the only downer is um, there still is like a bit of a restriction in in how many people can go to the mosques because obviously with the whole social distancing and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. And there are a few mosques that obviously close the doors quite early. Uh, uh-huh. Stops people coming in, which you know, fine in the grand scheme of things, we get it with COVID and stuff like that. So, um, but if I compare that to last year when the mosques weren't even open and we couldn't even go at all, it's obviously you know, it's yeah, direction. And hopefully, hopefully, next year, um, it, it will be back to normal and you know, we, there'll be no restrictions or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think towards the end of this year, <clears throat> I've, I've got, I've got myself. In my head, I've got August, where everything would return back to normal. <clears throat> End of August, I think it would just be the norm, because the majority of the country will be vaccinated as well. I've had my vaccine. I've had, I'm, oh. I've had my first vaccine. It's because you fall into the over 50 category, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, it's like, you know, I've got hookups that can sort me out. But it's also, I think it's because of like, oh yeah, that was it. You got the hookup. I was going to say like ethnicity and stuff like that, but. No, it's because you got a hookup. <laughs> my 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 job literally just do a hookup. No, no, and and uh, you know it's a bit yeah. If you want to look at it, it's a bit harsh that I've got one because I've got no underlying health condition. But actually, you know, what? I'd say that my son has a disability, so it's obviously in that good interest as well. Um, but but yeah, it's mainly because so, you got a hookup. That's why you got the job. Yeah, it? <laughs> not, not yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I got it. I got it a couple of days before my wife, and I don't understand how my wife working for Domino's. I always say to her, I don't understand. You work for Domino's. How are you a key worker? How does that then allow you to have these key worker perks? And, hey. You know, she got she got, hey. an, she got an injection, uh, uh, a job as well. People need their pizzas, man. That's more important than anything else at the minute. Yeah. All right. That's more important than the other quote unquote key workers. <laughs> <laughs> The other call of monkey workers be very happy hearing that from you. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke, man. Can't take me seriously. Yeah, how's things with you, man? Not bad, man. Not bad. Um, just been living life a little bit. Um, just uh, I've uh, I've quite I was quite looking forward to um, uh, the opening of like hospitality and stuff, but it doesn't really. It's not. It's a bit of a, a um, uh, anticlimax because you can't do anything. You go anywhere and everything's absolutely packed and rammed. So. Yeah, not too happy about that. But I've just been taking a bit of time. I've just, you know, you know, one thing I have been doing, to be honest, is um, uh, doing a bit of um, uh, continuous professional development. Oh, yeah, key buzzwords there. Um, I've, <laughs> I've gone in and uh, applied for uh, to become the BAME. Well, I'm writing the application for it for the BAME Apprentice of the Year Award. So, what does that entail? Say again. What does that entail? So, um, you know, obviously not BAME means. Um, so they have like an apprentice uh, apprenticeship awards every year. So, you know, you know, ethnic minorities that are in the workplace, etc. Um, and obviously, because I'm still undertaking my CIM, Chartered Institute of Marketing qualification, I would be classed as uh, an apprentice. Um, and I was approached by my, um, my training provider to, 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 to go for the award. <clears throat> and at first I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, I'm pushing, I'm 29. I'm, I'm, to be seen as an apprentice oh, I don't know and then I was like we've had this conversation before 
And it's quite, it's funny because <laughs> at the past I've kind of knocked it and I've said, oh yeah, I don't like these, um, you know, these little categories that they put everybody in, like BAME and all that kind of stuff. And, but then I realised like, <clears throat> I wanted the bump. No, I'm joking. I realised that um, it, it's actually good to be celebrated, like to celebrate people in difficult situations. Like I'm not, I'm not kind of pulling out the violin here, but BAME's in marketing, you don't see many at all. You know, even even men in marketing, it's there's quite a few. In in logistics as well, there's not a lot. Obviously, I work in logistics. Um, so I was like, okay, that's really good. The whole apprentice thing. I mean, I also wanted to go and show that. Hold on, you can be an apprentice at any stage, any any time of your life. Like there's people that are doing um, master's degrees equivalents, and they'd be considered apprentices. So I was like, why not? And I just thought, you know what, this is. I'm doing it more for like. You know, representation, I think it's really important. I think it's good. This sort of stuff should be celebrated. And I've changed my mind in the past of how I thought, oh, this just boxes people in and this just, you know, it's just a reason to just celebrate nothingness. But it's not actually, it's actually quite important. Like 50, 60, 70 years ago, people of our ethnicity, Omar, you could, you, you know, this would be looked down upon in the workplace. But now we've actually got something, our like culture and our, um, you know, diversity is celebrated. The fact we could actually have, in some cases, have a stronger chance of getting a job. So, yeah, man. Fair play, fair play, fair play. All that's the best, all the best. That's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been busy with. Yeah, that's what but I'm what, busy with. Be a bit, <clears throat> look, why would it be a bit embarrassing for you, like being a 29 year old apprentice, and let's say you lose it to an 18 year old? <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'm scared about. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> like a fresh, yeah. fresh whippersnapper at college does me over. Like, yeah, that's that's the. That's the one concern, to be fair. But it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm not in it. I'm, I'm not in it. To... No, I appreciate that. I'm not in it to win it type. But I think, like, it's. I think you gotta you gotta put your hat in the ring to win. But like, I'm not so like, oh yeah, I'm doing it to. I have to win that kind of thing. I think it's just. I think representation is key. I think more and more people should be dominated, putting themselves forward for this sort of stuff. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I didn't put myself forward for this. I was nominated, so um, I'm just working on the application with somebody else, but um, with, with my apprentice provider. That old chestnut, I was nominated. That, well, <laughs> I wasn't. I, was, sure. I swear. I, yeah, I didn't nominate myself. I swear, I didn't. Because that's why at first I was hesitant. Because I was like, "Oh my god, I, I've the person that bashes award ceremonies all the time. How does it look like?" But mm. then, like, obviously, I had you know, I had a clear frame of mind. I was just thinking about it. I was talking to um. Uh, you know, uh, Richard Goodwin, actually, who's uh, who is the MD of my training provider, JGA, shout out. And, um, you know, you, you just you put some salient points across and he's like, yeah, I think you should do it because of X, Y and Z and kind of agreed. I couldn't think of a reason not to. So I was like, well, come on, let's do it then. Fair do. Well, some... All the best. When's, um, when's the application due for and when's the awards and when's, uh, you know, what's the whole time frame? The application is due for the end of the month. So anybody who's listening, anybody who's thinking that you know, well, hold on, I'm a bit of a, you know, I'm a bit of a hotshot apprentice as well, or nose and a hotshot apprentice. Yeah, end of end of the month is when it's due. Um, and the the actual award ceremony, I'm not quite sure on the date, but you can just jump jump go online, Google BAME um, apprenticeship awards, and you'll find all the information. Okay, wicked, wicked. Actually, okay, so. It's interesting that you said, obviously, you do the marketing. One thing I want to discuss with you is in the last, i say, a week or so, there's been a couple of, um, let's say, marketing 
related um, information that's gone out there. Um, yeah, stunts. So stunts. Yeah, stunts. So the first one I want to talk to you about is the Tesco one. Okay. So you, I'm sure you'll be familiar with, so, you know, Tesco, they've seen it all over the place, you know, billboards, the bus stops, the social media, et cetera, where they're, they're saying, obviously, in line with the pubs being open um, this week, that, you know, go and buy local, go to your local sort of thing, support them. Uh, what's your yeah. thought? I've, my honest thought, and I know this isn't going to go down well, and, like, I've seen it on LinkedIn a lot, and I've seen people support. You know, when this sort of stuff comes out, Everybody goes mad about it on social media and loves it. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Da, 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 da. And there's some people that will say it will go the opposite. And <laughs> a lot of the times I'm the person that's the opposite. But I don't like putting it out there because people are just like, oh, you're, just, you're, you're hating on a good, great campaign. But if you look at the campaign, right, the campaign is Tesco saying, oh, um, we wouldn't, you kind of basically alluding to, we wouldn't usually do this. But in line with the pubs opening, go and support the pubs, pop down to your local pub, don't pop down to Tesco. Yeah. In the it, it, you know around that sort of narrative, now I just think that is like from my point of view. I again, this is another classic case of a brand jumping on the bandwagon, and I hate it. I absolutely hate that sort of stuff because if we rewind, you know, all through lockdown, um, even as past as last week before before that campaign came out, they're all about eating, take it, you know, come pop into our store. Drinking, you know, always every week they've got all these these great deals on alcohol to basically knock the head off pubs. So people do not go to pubs. They've been doing it like for the past how many years? This is their strategy. They're always competing against the pubs in that respect, and they're always promoting stay indoors, stay indoors, get 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 some, get alcohol from us, go in and have a night in. Partnering with like you see it all the time, partnering with like pizza companies and like Champions League football, like have a yeah. night in, watch the match at home, and it's like they're always on that bandwagon. So now all of a sudden, right? And by the way, they they like they bask in the glory of we're key workers and look at us, we're special, and it's fine. It, it, it's that was true that they were they played a massive part in in the lockdown, and they took all their praise and they they made a lot of money, and now. I don't see it as, I do not see it as, oh, yeah, we're supporting the pubs. I see it as, look at us trying to tick that box as well as a brand and showing you that we care about real-life issues when they don't actually care. They're just trying to win more points on social media. And I hate, I, I really, that really annoys me. Isn't that what marketing's all about? Creating brand awareness, getting people to talk about them, getting people to have a view and then ultimately, you know, attract people. And it's more, that's what marketing is about. It's about awareness, isn't it? This whole week, people yeah. talk about the Tesco thing. So from a marketing point, forget the ethnic, not, not the ethics, forget from, from a, from a, forget the morals. Yeah, forget from that point of view. I'm talking from marketing point of view. It's done the job, hasn't it? You would say that is a successful campaign. 100%. When it comes to the marketing, when it comes to like um, the ricochet effect, when it comes to when we create this piece of marketing, how it's going to spread out on social media and how people are going to keep talking about it, 100% they're knocked out of the park. You can't you can't argue with that. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't know because I have more, I don't know if I have more of an affinity to this, but I think I'm all about brand values, brand message, what a brand is. And I think they're being untruthful. That's why I don't like it. 
But in terms of a marketing point of view, I think it's fantastic. They smashed it, of course. Of course they I'm did. More, um, but... I'm more of a, an Asda man anyway, so it doesn't really bother. <laughs> Oi, speaking of, um, I know, oh man, you probably haven't heard about this because it's brand new, but I've got to I've got to bring it up. Do you know, you know when you go to the Asda, Tesco, Audi even, you know when you go to the cake section, you will always see like different types of cakes and you probably meant you've seen animal cakes. You've probably definitely seen a caterpillar cake. Am I right? Probably, yeah. A caterpillar cake is quite common. <clears throat> Did you know, right? M&S, Marks and Spencer, were the first supermarket to come up with a caterpillar cake. I think they call it Colin the Caterpillar or whatever. But as a back of that, it's in all of these other supermarkets. Now... <laughs> M&S apparently started the trend first. So now they're taking Aldi, because that's probably the one that sold, sells the most. Everybody, you know, it's a cheap shop. They're now suing Aldi for their version of the, of the Caterpillar cake. They actually took them to court. Okay. Have they, did they, um, what's the word? Um, trademark it that we're the only one that's going to do I'm not sure. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I think they trademarked like the um, um the uh, the actual brand of the of the, the caterpillar and you know the cake itself. But they took them to court. And like the, the funniest thing was, Aldi were like kind of just chucking jibes on them um, uh, on social media. I don't even like what <laughs> they can do. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> that's not a brand that's warmed to me. Why though? Is it because of like? I don't know why I don't get I've it. I've never like I don't know. I've just a bit posh. I found it a bit. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't think it it attracts a BAME community. That brand attracts <laughs> a BAME community. You know what I mean? yeah, nah, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't, I think it just. I think it attracts luxury, and I think what you basically got what you think luxury is. That's your. Opinion on it, and I think if you know what I mean, that's that's how I think that's how I think it works. Mm, I don't know, but yeah. I get what you're trying to say. I get it, but I think it's more posh and luxury. That's what I think it's like. I that's miss where it's going. Posh and babe person in the community. All right, calm down. <laughs> I'm not. All right, listen. Did you? Um, I want to talk about your post that you did on LinkedIn the other day about um, du- is it uh, Dulux? Um, Dulux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying not to do looks, but do do looks yeah. Um, they're sponsors. They're the paint sponsors of Tottenham, which I find. First of all, I find that weird. Why do a club or any brand need to have a, a paint sponsor? A paint sponsor. Yeah. So it's a joke. More it? revenue in it if it's you know do uh, do looks or paint it. But then the guy. It's probably it's probably it's probably to cover up the cracks. Wee. Wee. Um, Wee. But then the the Twitter guy. So the guy who. Um, well, assuming it's a guy, girl, person, um, yeah. who runs the Deluxe social media, then obviously starts having, I would say Bantz, and I'd say Bantz, um, <laughs> let's say he was probably a rival supporter or just getting on the bandwagon or whatever. And obviously, yeah. at the end of it, at the end of the day, it, it obviously <laughs> issued Deluxe, issued a um, an apology for it. Um, yeah. I find, I find it happening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But then I'm trying to put my... I was trying to look at, okay, if, if that was Chelsea, if that was my club, and the, that sponsor came out and did that stuff, would I still find it funny or would I be thinking, 
Hang on, that's just taking a biscuit. That I'd be, I'd be fuming. Yeah. I would be fuming if that happened to Arsenal. But which is, by the way, why I found it so funny because it was Tottenham. Yeah. If I, if that was Arsenal, I would be livid. Like I'd be absolutely fuming. And <clears throat> you know, what I was thinking about like this is the, this is what I wanted to ask. I should have asked it on the post. But how do you stop something like that happening? So you know, the thing is, for me, when I looked at it, and you know, the way marketing is now. So this, you know what. I, I, the way marketing's moved, I wasn't sure mm. whether was that a genuine blunder by the account of you know the account of that social media, or was it planned? Was it stunt? Was it a stage sort of thing? And it's marketing's got to the stage, especially on social media with these sort of things. I just don't know whether it's it, it, whether they tried it. Cause you know what it is because some brands will actually try this and they try it for again the ricochet effect. They try, they try it saying, oh. How do we make this sponsorship deal go viral? Because it wouldn't have gone viral otherwise. And you think, and and they come up with like quirky things like this. So I agree with you. I was thinking to myself, hold on, have did the guy go rogue? The person go rogue on the social media team, or did they try and be quirky and funny and try and make it go viral? Because it it did. And like either or, I'm just happy it was Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, though. <laughs> There's loads of ways you could play, couldn't you? Because he could have a couple of weeks. And imagine they imagine they did win the League Cup final. And they could yeah. have they kind of twisted that around to say, like, they could have made the bants a bit more twisted in the sense of they could have then said, oh, OK, uh, in line of us winning the trophy, uh, we, we're now painting our empty cup, um, trophy cabinet. I have a trophy in there. Do you know what I mean? They could have, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gone a bit, but then again, he's probably thought, Well, in a couple of weeks, they're probably going to lose, and I won't, won't have that as content. But I, I just found it interesting. I yeah. found it, they could, they could have done loads of stuff. I mean, I, I thought, like, on Twitter, you know, they had they could have one thing they could have done is they had the picture of the Dulux dog, they could have turned around and said, Oh, yeah, our new mas- mascot is the Dulux dog as a joke, like, you know, what I mean, that would have that would have gone down, like, Oh, what the hell, what's going on there? You know what I'm saying? They could have done a lot of things, or like, like you're saying, change, like played on the whole paint and trophy kind of thing. But <laughs> I, just, I just love how, like, <laughs> for anybody who hasn't checked it, please go check out the thread. Um, shameless plug. Go on my LinkedIn and have a look. Or you, you just see, you should have probably seen it. on Just type in Spurs and Dulux. It's hilarious. Like, they're talking about the dog and he was like, oh, I bet he's better than their centre-backs. And, all that sort of and stuff. I think it's a lot hilarious. of it, the, the guy, the, the account probably just responded to a lot of the tweets. I think, again, like like you said, a lot of the, the rival fans would have tweeted the dog's better than their centre-backs. Why are you going to an empty trophy yeah. cabinet and all of that sort of stuff? And he's probably just thought, well, okay, I might as well just go with the flow and join in with the bants and stuff like that. Um, yeah, probably. But like, did you, do you know Dulux issued a formal apology? Yeah, I know. So, I don't know. Probably, yeah. They wouldn't have done that if it, if it went, down, went down positively. But obviously, that was never going to go down yeah, positively. Yeah, it's just an interesting one, yeah. But it goes, goes to show like what, what brands and what businesses will do for that shine, for that kind of... Because if that was serious, if they were serious about that, it's quite drastic, isn't it? And you know what? That brings me on to another thing that I wanted to like talk to you about. It's about um, a, a local massive brand, Gymshark. Yeah. 
the you know favorite of the podcast. We all love Jim. We all love Jim Shark on this podcast. And um, a tweet that their creative director put out. Uh, not a tweet. Sorry, a LinkedIn post. No Mac. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, but this this went pretty viral. To be fair, locally. Um, no Mac. I think just put out a post saying um, a bit bit out of touch recently. But does anybody know of any uh, shit hot or like some really good agencies? Locally, drop me a line. Yep. Um, and then what happened was I, I, I forget the fella's name. I, I, I think it was Richard Bloxham. I forget his name. I forget his name. Sorry. Um, and he then puts out a post um, saying, "Hey, no, just dropping you a line with pictures of advans, right? But actual digital advans. I want to say about ten. Right, that are rocked up outside of Gymshark HQ with the ad saying, Hi, no, just dropping you a line. <laughs> right, <laughs> like literally, like 10 ad vans just there, and like just to try and to get his attention, tagged him in, obviously. And then that post That's just blew up off the back of that. Um, I then saw another post of uh, them two actually having a meeting, like a photo of them having a meeting. Um, what I do you think, think about that? I think that is well, let's just say, right? If obviously we don't know, but if you got the client, if you got the deal, it's just worked, is yeah. it? I think that's wicked. I think that is, I think that's 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 that deserves a bravo, that deserves a, 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 a yeah. <laughs> the Omar clap, yeah. I missed it. Right <laughs> that. I think it was great. I do think it was great. I'm not kind of putting a negative spin on it. I thought it was. I thought it was really. That was really ballsy yeah. like, to do something like that. But a part of me thinks like, like it's all about perception, isn't it? Like the way that's perceived is fantastic. Like wow, you pulled out ten digital advance just off that to win something like you know to get noticed by them. Like wow, that's really out of the box. Fantastic, smashed it. But the truth is they probably already had a campaign running that wasn't you know what I mean that was, probably wasn't too far from Gymshark HQ and they probably already had a campaign running on those digital advans and thought you know just rock up because um, you can obviously change it pretty quick on digital advans you can change the artwork like almost instantaneously and, and just rock up and there you go and next thing you know they've got a moment that stays with them for like forever kind of thing so <clears throat> although I applaud it like I, I applaud it more because of the way it's perceived and what happened. Yeah, no, that's happen. good, man. I actually, I think that's something different, something quick. Yeah. If, 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 if they did have a campaign going, then they quickly pivoted or were flexible with it. I, now, I think that's really good, man. I can't believe I missed that. I'm going to have to go through my LinkedIn feed or whatever just to, uh, just to have a look at that. Shows the agility of them as a as an agency, doesn't it? I mean, it shows that what they're trying to. I think the agency name is Plan B Creative, by the way. Um, and yeah, Plan B Creative. It's um, yeah, just shows how like agile they were and how you know, <clears throat> willing to go the extra mile kind of thing. And you know what? That's just it. Just shows a lesson. T- teaches a lesson to everybody else that was in the LinkedIn comments, trying to say, "Hi, yeah, we're we're this agency. Da 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 da. We're this. We're that. And da, da, we can do this for you. We can do that for you." And probably like swamped his DMs <clears throat> and they just took a complete different different approach living up to the name and it plan B but yeah fantastic 
fair play. Hats off to him. Yeah, man, wicked, wicked. Anyway, um, before we wrap up, uh, we've got to talk football. So, you know, London is yeah. being the only London club um, in the Champions League semi-final. And can I just say, I am so, uh, so glad we're playing Real Madrid because the last, I say, month or so, six weeks or, or, or last six weeks or so, I've been proper trolling Liverpool fan hard. Prop having a go. <laughs> it's our favourite pastime, isn't it? It's our favourite pastime to troll Liverpool. Yeah, and as soon as the draw was made, where it was that the winners of each of our games were going to play each other in the semi-final, I kind of slowly, slowly backed off a little bit because I thought Liverpool are going to beat Real Madrid. <laughs> we should beat Porto, and I thought I was dreading semi-final, and I thought Liverpool would do us over, but. I'm so so relieved that Real Madrid done 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 them over, and uh, you know I'm 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 not saying we're gonna do it. I'm not gonna say we're gonna get to the final, but I'm comfortable, confident that look we've got a chance. This isn't a vintage. This isn't the best Real Madrid team that you know we've seen over the last five years. There's no Bale, there's no Ronaldo, Benzema, Modric, Cruz. They're not at their best. You know the past their best years. So we've got. A bit of a chance, and Tommy T. You know, people are saying to me, "Oh, why do you want Lampard out?" Well, you know, the here's the proof. No way would Frank Lampard got this far. No way would we be playing the way we're doing under Tommy T. Man, so yeah, well, well chuffed with that um, so far. Fair play to you. Fair play to get into the semi-finals. No, I'm not going to knock it, but I, I don't think you. I don't think you beat Real Madrid. Personally, I don't think that happens. I think Zinedine Zidane's just yeah, got too well, much fear. The guy that's like an expert at winning. We're Champions in it League. to win it at the moment. We're still in it to win it and we'll see. I do want to say this though, the whole London is blue comment. I don't agree with that because hear me out and hear, hear this out as, as an argument. And this is, hasn't been mentioned, so I'm quite like, I'm quite miffed at this, but check this, check this for, for, for a question. Arsenal, by the way, made it through against Slavia Prague, 4-0. Dumping the races out of the cup. That's what I like to see. Yeah. We are in the semis now, and to be fair, to be fair, putting it out there, we as a club have a better chance of winning the Europa League than Chelsea do have of winning the Champions League. Maybe. Do you agree with that? That's a yes. So we say we go on and win the Europa League, get qualification of the Champions League as a, as a result of that. Chelsea don't qualify for the, the Champions League, for the Premier League, get dumped out by Real Madrid in the Champions League. Tottenham, God knows what they're doing. The lost, lost club. As a result, we get, cha- cha- from winning the Europa League, we get Champions League qualification and we win a trophy. Arsenal have had arguably the best season in the, in London. They're not arguably, they have had then had the best season at any club, any London club. Depends where West Ham finish as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. If West Ham third or fourth, then like granted you want the Europa League and you want a trophy, but for West Ham to finish third, you could you know, there's an argument there who had the better club <laughs> London wise. So let's um, but I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I'm always look, I'm always an advocate of trophies mean not the league positions. You know, you finish second but you don't win anything and, and you know trophies are more important. Um, so potentially, I see where your arguments coming from. I see where you where what you're saying. Let's let's see how it pans out. 
do you know I would I would love to quote Egan, I would love it, love it if Unai Emery at Villarreal <laughs> I would absolutely love it. You know, that's the only thing I'm scared about. I'm the only thing I'm scared about of Emery, man. Like coming back and all this. get rid of him. He's that... better than Arteta, you know. For... No, come on, get off it. He's not he better than Arteta. You no know, way. He's... No, he's not better than Arteta. Fourthies. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> we're not. We're not taking this slander. No, he's not. He's not better than Arteta. We were right to get rid of him. Yeah, we were right to get you rid know, of him. he made. I don't. I don't think he ever finished ninth in the league, did he? Doesn't matter though. Okay, I mean, listen, at the end listen. of the day, Arteta comes in in December. Mario. Yeah, listen. He wins. He wins. He wins the FA Cup straight away. Boom, yeah. bang. There you go. This season is his season. He had like a buffer season. Like, I'm not gonna lie. He had a buffer season. He had a lot of, you know, a lot of problems to get rid of in terms of the team. The team was toxic. So he's fixing that. He's fixing a lot of those problems. He's getting some of the players playing well. Other players he's identifying and thinking, yeah, you're not part of the team. And he's getting rid of the dead wood. So he's played that. If he then, with this season, manages to get Champions League qualification and wins a trophy, I think that's just fantastic. You can't. You can't knock the guy for that. Judging okay, by the end of the season. Scenario, you're ninth and you don't win yeah. the Europa League. You've got no football, no European football, no nothing. You're telling me he's done a good job. You're telling me move. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's done a good job, but I'd say he's done enough to he's done enough to get another finish. season. And you're telling me yeah, finishing ninth, tenth, mid table, and he's then gonna be in a position to attract players, that squad, whatever, to push them up to because Arsenal should be challenging for the title. That's that's where you should be challenging. Um, um, yeah, our status of a club should be challenging for the title, but our squad shouldn't be challenging for the title. Our team is not. Our team right now is not good and enough. How, to so how is he going to achieve that by finishing ninth and not? Well, how did how did Jurgen Klopp achieve it at Liverpool when well, he first came? He he's he's got them winning Champions Leagues. He's got them winning yeah. uh, league titles. When they came, when they came, they were finishing like you know mid table. So like, how did, it's a, it's a building project. You, this is not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight with the FA Cup win with what the challenge he's got. This season for him is a buffer season. If he gets the Champions League and you know a Europa League for Europa League, he's absolutely smashed it. That's best case scenario. If he doesn't, that's worst case scenario. But he has got next season as a prove yourself. If he doesn't get anything next he's season, got, then he goes. That's that's the way. That's what I Christmas. think. He will be sacked. And the, the one thing I say about Klopp. Klopp had a bit of pedigree. Klopp, you know, won two German league titles with Dortmund. He got to a Champions League final with Dortmund. He had a yeah. bit of a pedigree. Arteta yeah. was what second fiddle to yeah. Pep, just because he's second fiddle. To... Yeah, that, yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, that's fair. But to be fair though, if Wenger's saying it, if Pop, if Pep saying it, if Pop, if Pep saying it, if Pochettino is saying it, if I think even Mourinho has said it, if all of these guys are saying that before he became the Arsenal manager, that. Mikel Arteta is going to be an ace manager. I'm, I think they know more about more about that than what we do. Let's be honest. No, you know what I'm saying. I hope you know. I hope he stays longer at Arsenal. Not a problem. I'm happy with it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till Real Madrid dumps you out of the Champions League. You know, I can't bring wait you down to Villa Real. You know, every does you over as well. <laughs> anyway, let's oh, leave it there. Anyway, um, good to catch up. And um, any any final thoughts? Anything you want to add at the end? 
no, man, no. Just everybody, um, thanks for supporting. We've had, a, we had a quite a few decent plays in the last one. I know it's been a while since we've recorded again, but hey, we're getting into the, the mojo again. We're getting back into the groove. So expect weekly episodes off us. Uh, please keep supporting. Please keep following us on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, really. Um, just catch us there. We're going to be putting it up on YouTube as well. Look out for the uh, clips on LinkedIn. Support us wherever you see us. Um, that's it. Yeah, I call, I call that as well, guys. Thank you very much for listening. And um, we'll leave it there in a bit. See you next time.